Hello, podcast. It's Julie's story. Welcome back to another episode of my podcast. This is the comedic podcast for babes building empires, and I'm so glad that you're here. Today, I'm telling you funny stories. We're talking about my husband's trip to the hospital this week, my daughter's hair horror story, plus I'm giving you an epic pep talk about stepping out, taking risks, and you're going to get all that and so much more right after these messages from my sponsors. Hello podcast. I'm so glad to be here. I don't know. I'm clapping. (laughs) What's up podcasters. It feels like it's been a minute. It feels like it's been a minute probably because it has been a minute. You know, what's really hard to do in the summer podcasting because there's always somebody here and nobody's at school. So that's why I've been a little bit delayed, but I'm so glad to be back. I feel like so much has happened so much has gone down. Like, get sat down. Get the tea ready. I don't have tea. I have water today, which is sad and boring. But drink your water, kids, because that's important. (laughs) So let's jump right into story time. I've been reading up on podcasting and like actually how to do podcasts in a way that um, gathers an audience. So crazy. I was just like, who needs to know any of that information? Let's just jump into doing podcast. It's almost been a year. I've almost been doing podcasting for a year. But I decided, wouldn't it be smart if I actually looked into like, hey, what are people doing? And one of the things that people are doing is they're doing segments. I don't know if that's going to work for us. Because as you know, it's just a plethora of stories. So if I said, we're going to have story time, and then 45 minutes later, it's like, okay, story time is done. You guys are going to be like, your podcast literally is just one segment. It's called telling stories. No, but seriously, I thought about, well, if I'm going to do story time and podcast, then maybe I could do like business time and then like deep to, I don't know. We're just, we're just going to keep winging it and see how it goes. But story time today includes the story of my husband turning into a vampire. Now, never expected this to happen, but it did. Um, So my husband gives me a call. And if you've been following my stories on Instagram, you know, I did a whole day sidebar of follow me around for the day. And I don't know why I did this because it's not like my life is really interesting. It's actually pretty boring. But my stories on Instagram are like the number one thing that people are on my Instagram for. I don't know what it is because I don't feel that cool. My life isn't that cool. But my Instagram followers, shout out to all of you, all three of you, are all about them. And so I was like, well, let me just give you more. Let's, you know, I know that you love it here. Let me just give you more. So I decided that I was going to, I'm going to get to the vampire story. Don't worry. I decided I was going to like, hey, come in my day. And it reminded me of this episode growing up. Did you ever watch? Um, and this is another thing I do. Can't remember the name of shows. Kirk Cameron. <laughs> um, Kirk Cameron, the little girl named Chrissy with the cute, adorable, curly hair. Uh, it's not, it's, uh, I don't remember the show. Anyway, there was an episode where the little girl Chrissy was like, mom and dad, when you guys go to bed, you must do all these super fun things while I'm sleeping. And the parents were like, no, we do everything boring. We're going to let you stay up one day just so you can see how boring our life is. And so they picked a night. And of course that night, something dramatic happens, like a circus 
their like circus van broke down outside their house. And so they knocked on the door and it's like, Hey, we're a circus. Can we come in? And of course the little girl is like, Oh my gosh, this is what you guys do while I'm sleeping. Yeah. So this whole thing that happened with Andre reminded me of that because I'm recording my day that I've never done this. And in the middle of like doing my makeup in the morning, I get a call from my husband and he's like, Hey babe, don't freak out. And, um, you've been listening for any amount of time, you've been an avid podcast listener, you know, Julie and not freaking out. It's very, they don't, they're not together. They're like, you have normal thinkers and then you have Julie who sees a um, Walmart bag flying around outside of, we have a like enclosed like porch area. And Julie's brain goes, I know what that is. That is a flying squirrel inside of our porch. Like, this is how my brain thinks. I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm not normal. I feel like I'm the only one who does this, but my daughter knows this about me. And so this past week, I kid you not, we're driving somewhere. She decides it will be hilarious to take a little gum wrapper, put it on my shoulder, which I didn't notice. And then she just reached over and she just crinkled it. And so my brain goes crinkling sound, told the story of cicada on the last podcast episode. There's a cicada on my shoulder and then my response. So when my husband calls and says, Julie, don't freak out, I immediately have to like talk my mental brain off of the cliff because he doesn't call me during the day and this never happens. And he's telling me not to freak out. And he's like, I'm on my way to the hospital. And I was like, hold on. What? Like you work with four-year-olds, like you're a VPK teacher. What, uh, what happened that you are on your way to the hospital? Like you're at work. It's not like you were driving in your car. Like all you guys are doing is just like, like little kids, like they just squeeze the glue way up and they're just scribbling glue all over. And they're just using little baby scissors to cut everything. And they're just cranning everything, including the walls. Like what could have happened that you're on your way to the hospital? And he's like, well, one of the kids bit me. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? One of the kids bit you. Like, what is going on with the public school system? Like, what do you mean? One of the kids bit you. He's like, I have to go see if I need a tetanus shot. I'm like, are you serious right now? Like, first of all, I was like, are you okay? Like, where are we at on the spectrum of driving to the hospital? Like, are we in... <laughs> are we in an ambulance? Like, tell me the severity here. And he's like, it's not that bad. I'm not sure if it pierced the skin fully or not, but it's procedure. I didn't know this in the public school system, just in case you're wondering. If your child bites the teacher, you your teacher will be going to the hospital because liability, hashtag liability. So he's driving there. And I was like, okay, well, like, am I coming? Like, where, you know, like, how about He's like, no, it's fine. And I was like, okay, well, like, where did the kid bite you? Because <laughs> I was thinking, oh, on his arm. Like, he's six foot two. Like, he holds the kid's hands. He's got kids climbing on him, climbing on him or whatever. Like, maybe grabbed his arm and whatever. And he says, on my neck. And I was like, what are you talking about on your neck? What are you talking about? Why is this a thing? Why are there children biting your neck? Oh my gosh. So 
So he tells me he saw his neck and I was like, my brain is going, okay, how was that possible? Are we little ninja children that were just like doing somersaults and leaping into the air and like just karate chopping and then just attacking the neck? Like, how did we get from, I'm a VBK teacher, let's sing a song to, I have now punctured skin on your neck. And he says, wow, this little boy and this little boy, um, just had a lot going on. And, um, so Andre was helping him and the boy just kind of wanted to give Andre a hug, which is so sweet. I mean, how sweet's my husband? He's just like hugging everybody's kids. They're just sweet. Like, it's just like he, the little boy wanted that just affirmation in touching, hugging. So he gives him a hug and then the little boy just like, like viper, just like vipered his neck with his teeth and I'm like this is how they get you they draw you in with their cuteness and they're like done like oh so um so he drove to the hospital and um he was there for a minute and I kept getting like getting text updates of like what are we amputating like just you know just keep me updated and he ended up having to get a shot and I told him while he was driving I was like please tell me that you're taking the rest of the day off. I mean, at the point that you're at your job and another person's child bites you, I think that gives you like an excuse or reason like, hey, I've got to take the rest of the day off. Like this is pretty intense. No, this man goes right back to work. And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, if that were me, I'd be like, no, y'all. I'm going home. I'm putting on my yoga pants. Like I, somebody bit my neck. Like I'm done at this work for a minute. So he goes back to work and it was fine. Um, but I asked him, I was like, hey, listen, like, what what did the doctor say about the vampire thing? Like, are we turning into a vampire by Friday? Like, what's your deal? And he's like, well, it's actually full moon tonight. So my husband is officially a vampire. Um, shout out to any of the other husbands out there who have gotten bitten at work by anything, cat, dog. I know my husband's cousin, um, she's in school to be a vet. And so she works at a veterinary office and she got bit by a cat, had to go get a tetanus shot. And you know, I've told the story here of my son, um, scraping his foot on the nail. I think in the episode I said he stepped on a nail, but really he just kind of scraped his foot. And so I learned about a lot about tetanus during that time. Um, but I uh, just never thought, never thought I'd get this phone call. And of all the days, it was the one where I was like, all right, Instagram, you can come into my day. So my day seemed really interesting when most of the time it's not, it's just super boring. So it's already been a really eventful summer. Another thing that happened, um, which I think is really on brand for this podcast, because we've been talking a lot about hair over the last few episodes, lots and lots and lots of stories about hair. And I didn't see this one coming. I didn't see this hair story coming, but I feel like I want to invite you into this one because we've already been in this and it's like hair is a brand thing for me, bring you into the hair story. So my daughter, who's 12, um, which by the way, 12 is just 12. I was talking about this with Andre last night. 12 is such like a, it's like an image. It's like the chrysalis. I was talking about chrysalis. It's like the chrysalis of adolescence. You're like not a little kid anymore and you're not a teenager yet. And you're just trying to see 
like just who you are and you're trying to figure that out. And I always tell like my kids, like no matter what season they're in, I'm like, listen, every adult that you have seen has been in the transition place that you're in. Like we all go through this, like we can do this together. Like just trying to pump them up of like, I know that it feels like chrysalis, but like, we're all, we've all been there. Like all the women that you see that are women, we've all been 12. Like we've done this thing. So just, you know, trying to pump her up, but doesn't ever work. Sometimes it does. But so she, um, she has been asking for a pixie haircut. Now, um, if you remember when you were 12, um, that's the time when hopefully your parent is empowering you to try something different. You just encouraging you to just play and like play with style and just like embrace, Hey, you don't really, you don't really understand yourself right now, but it's cool. Like you're going to get through it. You're going to settle. And then you're going to spend the rest of your life as a woman, not knowing who you are either. So it's just like, it's just a continuation of (laughs) or hopefully learning about yourself through your journey and being very self-aware. Yes. We're going to go with that. We're just going to be self-aware and always be learning about yourself. So she says, I want to get a pixie cut in my hair. And the first thing that I hear is, mom, I would like to make um, a permanent decision with my style that I might regret in about two minutes after I get it done. And I think every woman has been to that place where they've had like a terrible hair experience and they're like, they just want to protect other women. Like, have you ever been that place where your friend is like, I'm going through crisis. I need to get bangs. And like, you're that, you are that person. Like you are right there with him. You're like, honey, we are not getting bangs. What we were going to do is we're going to go get a bottle of wine. That's what we're going to do. We are not going to look up bangs on Pinterest because all those other girls, yes, they look gorgeous and amazing. But for you, we're going to not make those decisions in a, in a emotional crisis ever. Like you've been that person. I've been that person. Um, I've had to talk myself off the cliff of banks. My hairstylists have had to talk myself off the cliff of banks. So pixie cut is one of those things that like, there are some girls that can rock it. And like, every time I see one, I'm like, girl, yes. And then I realize I'm not one of those girls, but I could admire her and say, you do that thing so hard. If I did it, it would not be a good thing. So my daughter is like, I want to try this hairstyle. And I was like, You know, the thing about pixie cuts is like, you can't hide that with like extensions. Like, let's think about it. And she's like, she was dead set on this hair. Like, she's just like, this is it. I'm going to do this is what I want. And I'm like, I really want to empower you to like be you and just be an individual and try those things and do those things. But I also don't want a sad daughter who doesn't like pixie cuts after it's done. (laughs) Which isn't that the struggle of motherhood? Isn't that just the struggle? It's like, mom, I really, really want this. No, mom, you don't understand. The amount that I want this is more than anything I've ever wanted in the entire small existence of my life. Mom, you don't understand. Like, I've got to X, Y, and Z. And as a parent, you're like, am I fighting this battle? am I fighting this battle or not? Like, cause this could either end up in them crying or me crying. And I would much rather me be the one crying than having hair that isn't making other little children happy. So I thought as any mother would maybe in this situation or just me, 
why don't we cut a little bit off and see how we feel? We'll just take a little bit and try it out and see, are we good with having a little bit shorter and not? And I think we all know where this story is going. It's going right, we're just going to take this road right down to the path of crying child because we cut her hair and she saw it and it was just, it was, it was, it, she had her first bad hair day um, in her whole life. And now she's had her hair this short before, but it's a different child than who she was at seven or eight. So when she has a podcast, I just, I'm just going to commemorate this time because she's going to talk about this on her podcast one day of like, there was this one time I really, really, really wanted to make a crazy decision with my hair. And my mother said, let's not run a mile. Let's take an inch and see how we feel. And then right around the half an inch mark, we started crying. So I just want to encourage all the moms out there to go with your gut. You know, whatever you're feeling on the inside, just know, even if they resist you, even if they're like, no, mom, I don't need to brush my teeth in the morning. Just know that um, on the other side of of, of that is um, just just more encouragement for hygiene in your children. No, um, you, you can do this. You just stay strong, like keep it going. And then when you hit those bad hair days, you can relate. And remember that I feel like it's a rite of passage for every person to go through at least one bad hair experience because then when you have really good hair days, you can appreciate it that much more. Don't you feel that way? It's like we got to go through those bad times because on the other side of that, we appreciate so much more the good, amazing, or at least that's what I tell myself, just in my chrysalis of times. That's part of what's been going down this summer. It, it's, it's always interesting to me at summer, which by the way, I started this podcast a year ago next month in the summer. It's always interesting at summer. I feel like I learn new things about myself. I learn new things about the kids, you know, because they're, they're, they're taking a break. They're kind of letting down their hair. They're getting bored doing things they never got bored doing before. And you're just like, wow, like this is where we are in, in our season right now. And one of the things that I, I realized um, over the summer is how much I'm talking more so than during school time, you know, like, cause your kids are home. And, um, I talked about this briefly at the beginning of summer, they lose all sense of time and eating. Um, they lose all sense of, Hey, uh, there's, there's just, um, a certain appetite that happens during school year. Let's go ahead and keep that same schedule during summer. It's so weird. It's like, as soon as summer hits, it's like, what is life? I've never had an eating schedule before. Are there three meals in a day or are there 17 meals in a day? I can't remember. Let me just go ahead and eat every half an hour just in case I'm wasting away. And um, so I finally did something that probably most type A moms would have done before this point. Pinterest. I looked on Pinterest. I thought about designing my own chart, but then I thought, you know what? I don't need to be the most in this. What I need is help in not um, repeating myself. Like I'd rather just say one time and then empower them to take ownership. This is so cool. Kids taking ownership. It's so great. 
in an age appropriate way by taking ownership. So I've created these charts. So there's charts in my house and there's like reminders of things just to remind them of like just practical things. Like, are you drinking water? Are, do you have clean clothes on? Like, (laughs) it's like summer is like its own like universe for children. It's like summer is Disney world. Like just an entire three months of, do we need to even eat anything halfway good? No, we don't. Let's just eat ice cream the whole time. I mean, that's what you do at Disney World. You're like, I don't need nutrition. I just need another Mickey ice cream bar. Like that is what kids think of summer. It's so, it's adorable. It's so cute until you're like, have you had a vegetable this week? I don't know. Like, oh, so cute. Aren't they adorable? So that's what's been going on. In, in our world, it's it's been a time. I told you this before. It's been a time. Um, and I, I, um, I've been learning so much about how to manage myself and, like, manage um, my own, like, internal life and world. And can I just say, again, how incredible therapy is? Like, I went to see my therapist this last week. And for those of you who don't know, I think my most listened to podcast of all time was the one that I almost deleted. And it makes me like nervous talking about it again, because I feel like I have PTSD from the podcast that I created, but I talked about anxiety and my struggle with anxiety, because I feel like there isn't, um, there's not enough like conversations and awareness. And for 32 years, I thought that the way that I thought and saw the world is the way that everybody thinks and sees the world. And it's really not. And, um, it was really scary for me to post that original podcast because I like lost all these listeners, like, which was so weird to me because I'm like, I think that, um, being open and honest about your struggles is really brave. And it's so, it's so like, mind-blowing to me that when somebody steps up and is brave publicly that people are like I can't deal by like you no longer represent the image of perfection I thought you did so I can't deal so it doesn't make sense to me but here I am talking about it again but um, I think it's particularly like when you're running a business and when you're putting yourself out there online and when you're building a brand you're building a personal brand um, I think that just like the, the, there's just, um, there's sometimes can be this pressure. And I feel like there's so many entrepreneurs that get in their own way because maybe there's a pressure to show up a certain way, or maybe there's a pressure to not let anybody into struggles. And I think that one of the things that I've seen over and over again, that women are dealing with when they're like, Hey, I want to build something. I want to step out. I want to be brave. They are dealing with, well, what if somebody thinks, or what if somebody judges me? Or what if somebody like at least a hate comment and that stuff is real. It's intense. Like I don't understand it on some of the levels that some of these larger brands have to deal with it. Like I have not dealt with it to that extreme at all. I always, I always mention this one thumbs down that I got on YouTube. Um, and, and like, it's a really big deal. I mean, it's totally a huge deal, but it really wasn't a big deal when you think about like all the thousands of people that just get so much hate and all this stuff. And, um, I think that keeps women from creating because they feel like, what if I put something out there? What if I say something? What if I do something and it gets a negative response? What if I share my struggle and I lose people? Or what if I show up in my brand and I get feedback that hurts me or makes me feel not good? And I feel like I feel like there has to be um, an inner strength and an inner conversation that is just um, self-awareness. And I feel like 
when you're building something that's going to have momentum and that's going to have a lot of influence, you have to have the internal mental structure to be able to handle it. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about growing slowly is like taking a little step at a time so that you're not overwhelmed if there's a whole group of people that are like, we hate your content. Like, so that you're like taking care of yourself as you're growing, as you're building. Therapy is a huge, huge way to do that. I think that self-awareness is one of those huge things. It's so important to talk about that all the time. It's one of the reasons why I created the Level Up course that I built for entrepreneur women because there are so many instances and so many moments inside the building journey where it can get really, really kind of like, confusing or messy or like, I don't know what direction to go. I don't know who I am anymore. Everything's the worst. Like, and I'm scared of everything. And uh, particularly if you deal with anxiety or you've dealt with depression, you've dealt with some of these big beasts, uh, it's just sometimes it can feel really like overwhelming. And it's so helpful to have a different perspective. That's like, Hey, like, have you thought about this? Like this, have you thought about this from a different perspective? Are you seeing things through a lens, like from your past? Or are you seeing things through the lens of your promise in your future? Like, are you looking at this from a negative perspective? Or are you looking to try and find the positive inside of your journey, inside of your moment. And sometimes when you're in it and like you feel like you're drowning, it's really difficult. And it's one of the reasons why I created this podcast is because I just want to like be a voice of humor, first of all, which I didn't even like just skip my intro completely. <laughs> Skipped my, I'll just live like I have to add it at the beginning again. But um, just uh, giving yourself space to like, learn and grow and be self-reflective and, and give yourself permission to make a change in your business, but not holding yourself back because you're in your own way, not holding yourself back because you're thinking, I really want to make this. I really want to write this book. I really want to do this podcast. I really want to do this thing, but I'm so afraid that somebody's going to judge me. So afraid that I'm going to get just junk, but from me building. And the one thing that I've learned is that um, you're going to get hit and it's probably going to be different than what you expect to be hit by, but just realizing and just keeping the vision in front of you and realizing inside of yourself, what do you believe? What are you creating for? Why are you creating? Are you creating because you, you know, feel less than, and you want other people to affirm you, or are you creating innovating because it's in you and you have a desire to serve a group, certain group of people reminding yourself of like your mission, your vision, your why is going to help give you that stability. Reminding yourself that in order to grow, you have to take a risk. You have to put yourself out there. And like, here's the reality of it. It doesn't matter who you've seen or who you're following or who you're like admiring in their journey of building. Every single person that you see has dealt with the fear of what if they think this? What if they say this? Like, I cannot even tell you how much that I've dealt with. Okay, well, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, what if I try this? Or what if I do? Like, I have I have run the gamut. Like, everybody that has done something and stepped out and took, taken a risk has done this. Like, every single person has walked through this journey of mentally, what if I do this? Or what if I fail? Or what if I succeed and all this stuff? And, like, the ones that are making waves and like the ones that are, that are flowing in their gifts and just being so authentic and beautiful and giving so much back to the world are the ones that are not running away from that feeling, but confronting it and realizing that that feeling 
doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to be your driver. That, that feeling is something to feel and let it pass. But the more that you let that feeling of fear kind of navigate your decisions, the more that you're going to be crippled by it, the more that you're not going to step out. And you might find yourself in a position where you've completely and totally stopped the things that you're meant to do, things that make you happy, the things that make you you, because now you're being motivated by these feelings that are causing you stress and anxiety. All that to say, going to therapy, so helpful in this journey, doing self-care, self-love, self-awareness, all the things are super helpful. And I think, you know, one of the things that I've learned even as a business owner is like getting really comfortable with failing and failing, um, not morally failing, but just being comfortable with, hey, I tried something and it didn't work. And that doesn't mean that I'm not smart or that I'm not talented. It just means I tried something. I thought it would go one way and it didn't go that way. And understanding that every single person has those moments, every single entrepreneur. And I love reading the stories. Like whenever I feel discouraged, like it's always encouraging just to like look up stories of like past entrepreneurs that have just absolutely like crushed it. Like um, Howard Schultz that started a Starbucks. I think he was turned down 324 times by banks and Disney went bankrupt seven times. And like these really influential brands had these moments where they failed and they failed publicly. And so it's like, if you want to take step forward in your life and in your brand, you've got to get used to confronting those feelings that are making you stop yourself. You've got to get comfortable with confronting those feelings of fear and anxiety. You've got to get comfortable with encouraging yourself. Like sometimes I know on my brand, I've sat around waiting for other people to see me and to step and to say, Hey, Julie, I see you. And I think that you're amazing. And I want you to speak here. I want you to do this. And I waited really long time and parts of my brand growing because I wanted somebody to pick me out of the crowd. And it wasn't until I just decided, you know what? I'm picking myself out of the crowd. I'm just going to step out and show up that things really started moving. And I got so much happier with what I was creating. So, so much love, so much gratitude. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening. It was so much fun to share stories with you. And I cannot wait to talk to you again soon. Okay, bye.